Right, we started the recording. So welcome again. This time we have uh, more and more and more. It was preached on June 11th, 2005. Just wanted to go into this with a quick prayer. Uh, Mila or Lynette, did you guys want to jump in and pray? I'll go. Hey. <laughs> um, God, I thank you for my sisters. Um, I thank you for this time together. I always look forward to it and I cherish it and I never want it to end. Um, God, I thank you for all that you do for us um, and all that you have done and continue to do and just the love and kindness you always pour out to us. Um, <clears throat> I pray that we never take it for granted. And we just always are grateful and appreciative and show that by living your word and doing what you would have us do. I pray this in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. So, um, again, this is just a, a reminder. It's a friendly invite. This is just the three of us having a really quick, friendly chat about messages that impact our lives, that help set ablaze uh, spiritual growth. And so this time we uh, took it upon ourselves to listen to more and more and more. And this was again preached June 11th, 2005. And it just reminded me of that was typically the time before uh, the Lings would go off to their adventures for two months and leave the ministry, the young, young ministry, <laughs> a bunch of 20 something year olds. Um, to themselves and they would, you know, uh, basically try to uphold what our spiritual parents were trying to keep us uh, doing, which was fellowshipping, teaching, pastoring, getting open in the light and all that. And, and so great times, um, uh, awesome opportunities. That's where, you know, our friendship was birthed, right? And so um, just, you know, a quick uh, entry to this or introduction to more and more. Um, you know, one of the first things that I was thinking about when this happened was, um, you know, it was such a journey for some of us to just get to the water to be baptized. Mine was three years. You know, Milo came from Indonesia and Lynette was somewhere in the nebulous of UCF, whatever that was. <laughs> right? You know, like that, that Church of Christ situation over there. Right. And so just to get to the water and. You know, you think, man, we made it, baptized, woohoo, done. You know, we're no longer tempted by sexual impurity. There's no more watching six to eight hours of social media. Back then it was a TikTok. I don't even remember what it was. Um, <laughs> we were in no TikTok. <laughs> there was no TikTok, right? And we, we were, um, I think it was tweet, tweet, Twitter. No, MySpace. People were obsessed with MySpace. MySpace. Yes. And so, friends, Oh yeah, and so and I am AOL chat rooms. Yes, okay. Yes. Oh, we're so. I didn't have myself. any of those though. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mila. Sure. And so <laughs> I, I um, yeah, text messages. It's like twenty cents per message. Oh, okay. For text message, I, remember? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, AT and T. And what about? <laughs> high school stalking on social media like the cute guy at school did he ever get married and who did he get married with oh do i look better than that person he got married oh so much right all that stuff and you're like we're no longer doing that now we got baptized and you're like this is it nope more is required that was just the starting line <laughs> 
home. <laughs> I love it. And I know that at, at the beginning of where we were, we wouldn't want another starting line. We were, you know, had we not had our eyes open to go into the water, you know, be become disciples and understand that's where it's at, um, we would be in worse shape than we are. And so what I loved about it is, um, you know, as he started talking, he immediately immediately started warning and saying, you know, Trent uh, preaching this, saying, don't get schemed. We need to crave spiritual milk so we can attain spiritual maturity and stature. And that's where I kind of wanted to give room for Mila and Lynette for you guys to kind of, um, that the question that came up is like, what? When in you in your spiritual youth, what would you have never like would never have do now that you did then? Um, and as you re- were listening to this message, was there anything that you guys kind of like were, oh my gosh? And for me, it was speeding. Um, I was a speeding. I was a speedster. Seventeen car accidents very careless, not really shrewd about using the vehicle. I think I had two total losses while I was in the beginning. And it was more because I was always in a rush and had too much to do, wanted to do so much. I was wanting to go to work, wanting to go, you know, there was just so much uh, circumstantial achievements that I was going after. And I was just very careless, you know, and I'm not like that. I, the spirit really transformed me now into being more of a planner and someone that kind of paces myself uh, and doesn't fix my eyes on it, on circumstantial achievements like graduate, you know, uh, become the manager, get your, you know, 60K, you know, at, at age 30, you know, all those ideas like those were those were the worldly ideas. But even as an infant spirit, like disciple that still was, uh, I was enslaved by that. So I didn't know if you guys had like a similar like reflection point when you listened to the message. Uh, For me, uh, settling, you know, that's a big one for me. Like in the world, I, if things got too hard or um, I didn't feel up for it or whatever, and any excuse I could make, I would make it. Um, And then as becoming a disciple, it was hard to get out of that as well of, you know, as a baby disciple to kind of just work hard and like, you know, I do now, now it's just like, look, I have to, I have children, I have people that depend on me. Like there's just no um, making excuses. Um, But yeah, that's one thing that I, I did and, you know, had to grow out of in my infancy as a disciple. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the SpongeBob comment. Yeah. <laughs> How so did that come about? Like, I'd never really understood the origin of this. Of what? A SpongeBob. Me being SpongeBob? Yeah. Oh, because I, well, me being SpongeBob is I'm just like happy go lucky, just following life and won't actually like consider things and with a mature attitude and mature eyes, but just like, let it all, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll just do that. And they're like, oh, I won't do that or whatever, just like yeah. no thought process whatsoever as to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see that in you. No, not anymore. So, yeah. That's like the proof of the transformation. Like, yes. yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. 
That was definitely me. Yeah, I'm SpongeBob. Not anymore, but I can be. <laughs> yeah, right. Still in us. What about you, Mila? Did you have like a reflection point like that too? Yeah, uh, it's my insecurity. Um, and despite of uh, my heart for God, like 20 years ago, right? I felt like um, I can't really say it's because of age and experience, uh, but um, the message actually um, does say about like uh, growing in our salvation. Mm -hmm. So it's more of that. Um, I uh, I feel like um, now. Um, and this is only by God's grace, right? But also um, our heart that is uh, into God, I think. Um, and just with um, the years of like uh, me just running on my own. And there were years where uh, when uh, I was uh, a young disciple, right? Uh, so all... All those combines and God's grace, you know, like I'm back, you know, um, but it's the freedom that I can feel right now. Like whether uh, there is someone or not watching me, it's me and my heart for God. Right. Like um, I don't have anything else, you know, like I um, just want to want to live for God. Right. Like. So that heart, that readiness, you know, um, it's just such an awesome feeling because when, you know, like the message um, says about uh, living by the spirit, really, it comes back to just when it's just you and God, right? Like what happens, you know, like um, whether uh, someone is sort of like watching you or not. So um, I think... Um, we cannot lie. It'll be shown by uh, the fruits of the spirit. So, yeah, it's that freedom. Uh, it's the joy uh, that uh, you get to experience every day, that light and um, easy life. Um, and then you just want to share it with people, but not in a robotic way. So I want to share this joy, like, the renewed Mila, like shall say Mila version two, uh, with my husband, you know, but you know, like without like, come on, Brad, like this is what I'm into now. Do you wanna, you know, like listen to it? No, like uh, just let you know, like him see um through my everyday life. <laughs> and you know, like uh I don't know, I hope that makes sense, uh, but it is effortless when you're living by the spirit and it is burden free yeah. uh, because you just want to please God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one part that, um, that you would say God transformed you the most, um, you know, cause not everybody uh, who may be listening to us knows you intimately. Right. Um, I would say uh, the Mila of old and the Mila of now, I would say that you are 
unencumbered by uh, ulterior agendas. Like, I, I feel like the Mila that I met before, and you could tell me if this is fair or not, but it, this makes you a lot more approachable now, Mila. I think um, the Mila of old, though I admired you, I, I saw you as a spiritual, beautiful woman, uh, you know, devout in reading. And I, that was like the prettiest thing, prettier than a sunrise is when I was went to camping and we shared a tent. And I just remember turning over and seeing you with a little flashlight reading the Bible at like 10 something in the middle of a cold January, you know, forest somewhere in Florida. And I just remember being like, I can't believe she's my sister in Christ. I want to be like her. That's, that's what I had in my head. And, um, and I, I remember that Mila and then, but I also understood Mila was torn. Like you had this torn situation of wanting uh, a hunger for some worldly things. And I don't see that Mila now. Like I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Cause that, that's a huge transformation, you know? That's that, and it's still transforming itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. I think um, that's a perfect summary. <laughs> I'm not good at expressing, uh, but yeah, if um, uh, that's how you see it, amen. I think uh, that is uh, yeah. assessment. I do because. Right now, I think, you know, even though we each went through, um, you know, a journey where we were all very devoted and dedicated to the fellowship and as as much as we could, because I, I don't think I was, I think I'm more dedicated towards um, seeing God now, meeting God now every single day. And I think the, the three of us have that fellowship, right? we share that mindset we're trying to meet god where he needs us to meet right and uh, or we you know hand ourselves in when we're meet, not meeting him um the the part where i think now that um you know after we each have ventured off uh, our wayward ways right even after being disciples um and how we all were able to come back you can see that this time around the level of gratitude, it's like, uh, you know, it's not a woulda, shoulda, coulda. It's a, for me, it's Van, can't believe God is still this unswervingly gracious to us. Um, that was one thing that came about, about, you know, I think the transformation for me, a lot of it stems and is initiated by gratitude. It's such a powerful attitude to have. Um, and one thing that I wrote as I was hearing Trent talk over and over about right around when he started saying 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. And what's beautiful here is the first thing that came to my mind, and, I, and I'm just going to read it um, the many way that the many ways of which God uh, reveals His love for us, He reveals it in He's the God of all creation. So He created us. Then He reveals it in He's the Spirit, like that. You know who is the Spirit? So not only did He create, now He is the Spirit. 
you know, and, and, and this divine interventional resource that we have, right? That connects us with, uh, with God. And then his human incarnation of Christ. And it's like these exhaustive measures that he takes to reach all of us as a whole. Humanity is erased generationally. And then individually, like he does that as a whole, but imagine individually, all the individual efforts he has to put in to making Mila Mila uh, from an Indonesian, you know, um, insecure, um, you know, yearning and hungry for worldly desires. Lynette, SpongeBobby, you know, kind of, you know, tossing about in life and Julie, this careless, overachieving, uh, people pleasing shrinker backer. And, and then he takes those three individuals and he makes them be have one commonality, the seeking of God. And each of us had to traverse some really perilous situations before the water, but then after the water, that spirit is still transforming us into saying, Are you guys just, are you guys going to meet God? Are you guys meeting God where God needs to meet you? And I think that's really what has been transformed is that the three of us have done, you know, that decision. Like we, we were dedicating ourselves to that. Like we went to, through it before the water and then afterwards, it's like it's not worth it, right? Yeah. I don't know if I said too much, but the coolest part is because we've done it all kind of like Solomon did, or not as much as Solomon did, but we are able to now be unveiled. So it makes Lynette approachable. So she's no longer under the guise of SpongeBob. It makes Mila approachable because she's no longer under the guise of, you know, I, I have to be a, a, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, a, a goody two-shoes. Like there's not, you know, I have to be the best at. You know, Mila was seeking to be the best at, you know, and then, uh, or Julie needing to prove that she's worth something you know, and achieve something to be of value. It's like, it's cool because now there's no veils. And um, the, the coolest thing is he then asks a question, would Jesus come to you and say, wow, you have been transformed in ever increasing glory. You're not the same as you were last year. Or would he then come and assess and say, you've settled? And that was my question for, for you all. Like, is there, you know, what would be the answer? And, you know. So interesting because it all depends on, um, <laughs> like, what point in time in my life. <laughs> right, right. So there's, like, me uh, during the ministry days, which is, like, yeah, you were not being transformed. I was still SpongeBob, immature, just not growing spiritually and maturely like I should have um and that's something that whenever I listen to the messages I'm like why did I not put this in my life before like this could have saved me like so long ago um, and then there's during the drift where I like totally thought that we were totally fine I'm like so yeah totally he would look at our lives and be like yeah you're good and it's like oh no I was not good oh um, but now I, I definitely think I have the eyes to see more and the sensitivity to that kind of stuff so that 
the drift or us just kind of settling doesn't happen again. So there's definitely more sensitivity in that area for me. Um, and so I'm kind of grateful for that because, yeah, if I don't have that, then we're done, <laughs> which is not yeah. good, but yeah. And you, I don't know if you had uh, an answer to that one that you wanted to share about, whoa, you've changed, you've transformed. <laughs> or it's a work in progress. <laughs> so it's, it's a, a work in state. progress because that's the <laughs> message, right? More and more and more. Uh, yeah. But it was an easy exam compared to last year. I was not on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe the question is, yeah, uh, you're back in the kingdom. What about next yeah. year, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. I look forward to that. I'm not going anywhere, guys. Um, yeah. That's my promise to me, to God, and you're my friends. I'm not going to leave my friends behind. Like I shared with you on Saturday, right, almost two weeks ago. And, yeah, uh, I love my people. <laughs> I love my husband. So, uh, um, yeah, more, more is always, uh, uh, more is always the hope. So maybe next year, hopefully, um, we'll have uh, more join us on the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> I um I get teary eyed because I think, yeah um, you can feel me. Um, yeah. And I love that about oh. you right now. I love the devotion you have to the fellowship. That's all dedicating um, it. <laughs> uh, you need yeah. a group hug. I know. This is uncomfortable. Why are we on teams? We should all be in Mila's living room. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Oh, yeah, if this year, well, there, you know, hopefully there's going to be another year. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm good um, with what I have. Um, and I'll continue reading, I'll continue petitioning, uh, becoming that annoying uh, <laughs> widow like in the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> But, you know, um, it's encouraging if, because uh, trying to also preach, you know, that uh, even Jesus um, uh, had to grow in uh, God's favor, in man, man's favor. So hopefully that will be the case. Uh, yeah. That my immediate family or, you know, how people I've reached out to um, will finally see that. So that's kind of like uh, winning their favor, but, you know, also um, because uh, that's also working in them, right? So um, I just have to continue uh, faithful and just uh, and humility, right. not settling, but, you know. It's all good stuff. That's awesome. 
You know, I love that you run, brought up friendship because that's, again, what initiated our reunion, you know. It really broke my heart. Friendship. Yeah, I didn't know the impact when I uh, sent out that uh, goodbye email 10 years ago. Uh, and you say, well, you know, like it really destroyed you because everyone left you. Everyone left you dry, pretty much, that, you know, and then that impacted you. Um, yeah, uh, a, a friend shouldn't do that, right? <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, we, you mean we, we got we got a second chance, so we yeah. have to, yeah, yeah. prove it this We're, time. Not we are just all, like, yeah. Talk is cheap, yeah, so. Yeah. See We're you next year. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> next all... next year's exam. That's it. We're the golden girls. Yeah. We're the golden girls. That's it. Yes. So, We're gonna live together it? forever. I know. I'm like, who's Rose? <laughs> like, um. So I, you know, I I did want to um ask one last question, but I I didn't know if you guys had. Any more thoughts you guys wanted to share individually that you had about the message and how it impacted you? I did. So there's a couple spots where, um, you know, Trent mentioned uh, needing the freedom to be open, honest, and real. Um, also, uh, we need to bear with each other. Um, and build each other up uh, those I just wrote those things down but underneath that I was like I'm so glad that we have that with each other like mm -hmm. we have the space to be open honest and real with each other we bear with each other we build each other up uh, and it's just like it was something I wrote that was just like wow that's really nice to have mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful to have that with you guys um, <clears throat> and so so I always love being with you guys <laughs> I'm like you're my home my family so yeah um, yeah when I heard um, in the message it is also a question for everyone who listens to this um, would we be a happy person being someone underground a man underground, right? Just holding on to the kingdom. And it's not for a show, right? Not for men to see. Just, yeah, us and God. It's a really good question. Because I, again, I think it, it segues into the other message that's a really good one for us that maybe we should consider for the next one. Serve God oh, for nothing. That? I, I yeah. think serve God for nothing is a really good message after this one, you know, because in that he's requiring more and more and more from us, right? Um, it is super cool for us to then safeguard our hearts and understanding we should do this for nothing, you know? And in my particular situation, the last question I had was, you know, uh, in regards to you need a life by the spirit. You, you need a life that lives by that spirit. And, and he kept repeating it over and over again. I think I counted it like three or four times <laughs> um, so that we can be honest and real and weak. And that is where we can fellowship, truly get with God, truly read and pray, 
try to, you know, work it out with God. It's not getting someone else's revelations, you know, writing somebody else's coattails. Uh, you know, it's really us and our individual relationship with, with God and that helping us understand what is needed of us. So, you know, he asked the question and it's like, you know, he, he talked in the, in the message, he could talk about the perspective from, you know, someone that came before the water, in the water, early into the, in the, in the, in the spiritual life. And then even the, where we are at mature disciples, 10 years plus who went wayward, right? And I think two crucial things that happened were we stopped reading. We stopped getting open. I think reading was the first thing to go, reading and praying for me. And then we stopped getting open. And then we started getting hungry for worldly comforts, worldly counterfeit comforts. And so as soon as you know, there's no conviction, there's no restraint, <laughs> you know, and there, there isn't, and then we ended up getting, you know, in the world, you become more really obese, and in the Lord, you become worldly, worse than an unbeliever, because you neglect your family, you won't be able to take care of your family, um, because you're going to always be unsatiably hungry, and so that leads us into strongholds, and I think all three of us can fairly say we're still working through some strongholds. Though we've been transformed from being SpongeBob, insecure, you know, you know, um, faking type people or careless, um, you know, uh, people pleasing, there is um, there are still strongholds we each have to work through. Anybody that's listening probably does themselves, but it can't be lifted on your own. These strongholds require us to live a life by the spirit. And if we really do that, we're going to be able to enjoy such a freedom in that spirit that allows us to be able to take on those strongholds. And and for me right now, the biggest stronghold that I have and, and just being very open and honest is I, it has to do with um, I, I still have a level of unbelief. Um, that God is not kosher with, where I, instead of being governed by godly attitudes, I allow uh, the influence of others and, you know, the people pleasing comes in uh, or just the, you know, immediate comfort of, of, you know, I'm anxious and my tummy rumbles and let me stick something in my mouth at like two o'clock in the morning. And as a diabetic and as somebody who is obese, that isn't a cool thing. Especially if I need to repent of, you know, how I how I deal with anxiety or worry, and um, and it a lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't think, even though I read on a daily basis, I don't think I read with the intention of of really getting deeper in my faith. And that was something he had mentioned in that message. And I think my stronghold is. I need to be committed to getting deeper in my faith, regardless of the commotion and the circumstantial situations that I got going on in my marriage that are tumultuous or in my children that it's an iffy because, you know, they're not disciples and your heart pangs for them. And that's where I'm at. And so just sharing for the listeners to hear and maybe fellowship and relate and, um, but also for you guys to know where I'm at. I know that you guys know 
my being known series emails, I'm not governed completely always by God, godly thoughts, you know, so, um, or a godly attitude, but that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I can fellowship with you in that, where I had a period where I was walking, and when I was walking, I was listening to messages, and I was kind of like seeking God, and it was like a double thing, where it's like I was getting some exercise, I was feeding myself spiritually, and it was like I was feeling really good, and uh, last week, um, this week I got sick, but last week I didn't do any of that, and I felt it over the weekend. I just felt like oh, this is not right. Like I'm not doing the things I should be doing. You know, I should be feeding myself spiritually. I should be seeking God, like you said, and drawing closer to him because then I feel really good. But when I don't, I just, man, I feel, I don't feel as good. I feel bad. I feel like the best way I can describe it. I feel bleh. That's a a shirt. (laughs) We should make a shirt out of that in a cup. Oh, I love that. So, um, is there anything else you guys wanted to share about the message? Well, I thank our listeners for hearing. I'm very happy that we are able to give you guys like a little window (laughs) or a perspective of three genuine friends that just really want to really want to live by the spirit, really want to be able to uh, dedicate ourselves to uh, each other in this uh, fellowship and hoping that if you need a friend, um, you know, that you reach out. The contact information is on the website and, um, you know, without knowing you, we want to love up on you the way that God probably is aiming and intending. So um, hope to hear from you guys soon. And I love you, Mila and Lynette. And yeah, Mila, you can never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. All right. Thank Love you. you.